This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and I'm joined by Aileen McNabb-Coleman, who is the District 6 Keuke County Legislator, representing the towns of Owasco and Senate. Aileen, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ted. So glad to talk to you today. We're happy to have you here. Now, obviously, since the new year and Republican control of the legislature, you're no longer the chair. If you would, just reflect on your time as chair of that body. Yeah, I was uh, chair of the legislature for 2020 and 2021, uh, of course, during a very challenging time uh, in the county and in, in the world uh, with the pandemic. So uh, it was quite a learning experience for me. Uh, and I also served as acting administrator as the Hugh County has been without a county administrator since 2019. So that also was a tremendous learning experience as well. Former Sheriff David Gould is now the chair, legislator for District 5, and I mean, I've talked to him before, and he's pretty widely liked uh, throughout the county, so I assume that everybody thinks he'll be a good choice. Yes, he um, was is legislator now for District 5, um, and like I said, he was sworn in as uh, chair of the legislature, so I think he's off to a good start. I think that... Um, uh, their understanding, I want to say they, I think the legislature in general is understanding that we need more support on the sixth floor of the county office building for a county leadership uh, without a, an administrator. We need to staff up and get some help for him. So I think that he's seeing that firsthand. Um, it's something that I've been talking about for a couple of years. So I, hopefully that will come to fruition this year. So there's a different composition now in the legislature, seven Republicans, five Democrats, but there is one conservative one no-party legislator caucusing with the Republicans, one independent caucusing with the Democrats. Are we going to see a lot of nine-to-six votes, or is there some possible horse trading there where the Democrats might be able to pull a couple of people from the other side for some things? That's a great question. (laughs) That's going to be our charge this year to try to see what we can do. Um, And in the past couple years, it was very bipartisan. We couldn't really get anything done without working together. So we'll see this year, um, you know, if it's going to be a lot of nine to six or not. So I hope that we can work together to build some consensus this year. There was a proposal to direct the county health department not to enforce the governor's mask mandate, which, as we know, has now been extended into February. It'll be reviewed then. Uh, That resolution was tabled. What is the county doing right now? My understanding was there there are no fines or anything. and, And when you were the chair, Uh, The legislature directed the county to to go with education first. Is that still what they're doing? Yes, absolutely. So since the inception of this latest mandate, there have been no fines. And the small number of complaints that that the health department have received, they have reached out to local businesses with education, with masks, any sort of PPE they might need. And from my understanding from the health department director, Kathleen Cuddy, uh, the businesses have been happy about um, the response that, that they've been given. And so, you know, like I said, there haven't been that many um, complaints. The Bipartisan Redistricting Commission uh, was unable to come up with any sort of maps that everyone could agree with. There was one set of maps from the Democratic side, one set from the Republican side. Uh, now it goes to the state legislature, and there's a story this morning that Keuka County may wind up split again with one district being uh, what was essentially John Katko's district, and then the other being uh, the district represented by Chris Jacobs way out in western New York. I, I know it's not unprecedented for the county to be split, but what are your thoughts about potentially having Keuka County split in half again in terms of congressional representation? Yes, and the last map that I was looking at this morning, it showed the town of Brutus being split right. specifically as well. And that is, you know, that's, that's very difficult. Um, it would be nice if all of our county was represented with one representative. We have 
you know, many issues in this county. We have, you know, from our water infrastructure needs with water and sewer to um, all of our water quality needs to broadband needs and all those things. So however it's split, I'm really hopeful the representatives will work very closely together um, so that we can achieve goals in this county and move our county forward. The Government Operations Committee this month is going to take a real broad look at county functions and, and about the future of the county office building. So I guess let's start with the building. Is there is there a need for more space or some updates to the building? Yeah, so the building uh, needs serious updates. Uh, it's not ex- an accessible building. The only accessible bathroom is on the sixth floor behind our chambers where we meet. Um, I didn't discover that until I was chair, and I saw folks walking by, mothers with kids in tow, um, it's the only diaper changing station we have. Um, they would come off the elevator, not know where to go. And I found myself having to direct people. And I asked uh, one of the um, assistants on that floor, you know, how come they're coming up here? <laughs> and they said, this is the only accessible bathroom. And I had been at that point, a legislator for four years. I had no idea. Um, and that is just scratching the surface. I mean, we have needs uh, in that building. And um as I joke with my um, colleagues, it snows in my office. So, um, and, and Dave Gould, the, the chair will attest to that. Now he had to move his desk, he said, because the snow is coming in. So, um, you know, it's not energy efficient. It's kind of a waste of money. Um, and uh, our county uh, operations are spread out all over the city uh, and the county. So we're trying to look comprehensively at our space needs and try to discover, do we renovate the county office building in downtown Auburn, or do we look for additional space elsewhere? In terms of county functions, is this going to be a broad look at everything, or are there any specific areas that the committee is going to focus in on? No, I believe we're going to look broadly. Uh, we're really trying to to try to shore up and be effective uh, with this decision. And overall, we want to have accessibility um, and you know try to try to bring ourselves. Right now, we meet on the sixth floor. It's as if we can't be more accessible to the public. Um, so I'd like to find ourselves in a in a position where we're either uh, moving leadership down to street level or we're in a different uh, space entirely. Um, but we definitely we have some issues that we need to work out and need to see what's available and, and what our options are. Uh, one of the things up for discussion this month is ARPA funding. Explain what that is. It's American Rescue Plan funding, so ah. federal government funding um, that came. Uh, to us, and then we were awarded $14.8 million. We got seven and a half this year, and we'll get another seven next year. Um, so those funds can be used for a variety of things. Um, and as time has gone on, the requirements for the use of funding have opened up um, to make it uh, a little bit easier for counties to spend it. Um, at this point, we need to encumber or set contracts for this funding by 2024, and it needs to be spent by 2025. So as you can see, it's a one-time funding. And although some of it needs to be used for water and sewer infrastructure, for broadband um, and some other needs, um, some of it is um, discretionary funding. So, you know, this is a, a huge thing. What we did last year was uh, we sent out a memo to all of our county departments to say, you know, what are some needs within your departments? We compiled that list. So we'll be discussing uh, some of the priorities of the county uh, upcoming. Are there particular areas where you'd like to see some of that money go? You know, this is the one-time funding, so it needs to be on something that's sustainable, uh, not something we need to reinvest in over time. So it has to be, you know, sort of the last one in 
investment or first one out investment. Uh, one of the things we've already allocated is $1 million to Emerson Park upgrades. There are plans to upgrade the entire park at Emerson Park outside of Auburn in the town of Owasco. And, um, you know, that is a kind of a regional economic development um, move. So it's a great investment. Um, so I like, in, they're using that one time, uh, $1 million investment to leverage other funding um, so that we can kind of, you know, do some improvements. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great time to put our best foot forward to capitalize on our, on our park specifically uh, as they have been so utilized through COVID. And, you know, and when I moved back to this area, I was, I moved away for 12 years and moved back and, you know, things were, have you know, kind of dilapidated, become dilapidated at that park. So it was time, you know, to see an upgrade and an increase. Um, but it's something the planning department has been working on for about seven years. So it's, you know, it's a great time to invest. Otherwise, you know, like I said, it has to be on something that is sustainable. So there are a lot of options and a lot of directions we can go with this. Well, and that Emerson Park work, uh, that dovetails nicely with what the city's doing. I talk with Chuck Mason every week. Uh, the city's working on that South Street corridor. So that's... Uh, uh, that'll make a very nice corridor heading out of town toward the lake. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So we're in, you know, it's not just upgrading, but it's all of the programming kind of reactivation of the lake. So it's giving the public more opportunities, you know, family fun events or some concerts and things. So we're really looking forward to that. And in addition, at the north of the county, um, we have the Sterling Nature Center. That's getting an entire upgrade, um, a new building as well. And um, so that's really exciting. Oh, I've, yeah, that's beautiful. I've been to Sterling. That's a terrific place oh, to go. beautiful park. So Very beautiful. nice. Uh, also, uh, Tim Lattimore has been appointed civil service commissioner for a term of uh, six years. What are some of the duties involved there? You know, you have to work uh, closely with um, – the HR department, and you have to talk about um, job duties, job duty statements. Um, whenever somebody requests a new position, it has to go through this committee to be discussed, and it has to be, you know, balanced with uh, civil service law. Uh, they also oversee and administer tests for civil service. So it's pretty uh, kind of it's it's a lot to do um, for the for the amount of money that they make. Um, there are three, now there are three commissioners to kind of split the duties, but it's something, and I know as from being chair, it's something that, um, you know, is, it's very much a part of county government and civil service is not, um, it, you know, it's a part of everything that we do. So it's really important that when we're establishing new positions and we're looking at, you know, old, old positions and when we want to do upgrades and things, we have to work closely with this committee. You've been listening to Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. Our guest, Aileen McNabb-Coleman, a legislator for District 6 in Cuga County. Thanks for your time. We look forward to our conversations each month. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ted. I appreciate this.